0: on with the show. Childcare Barn Girl Podcast, Jeff Johnson live from upstairs studio. In studio via the Zoom, sitting on her patio, Lisa Murphy. How you doing, Lisa? Oh, I'm good,
1: thank you. I'm having a little bit of an allergy, so I'm thinking being on the patio is probably a stupid decision. Well, maybe but you're allergic. Nice. <laughs> maybe you're allergic to something inside. Maybe, maybe. Wow, how very, how very optimistically oriented of you.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so the other day, I, I had a, I had an interaction with a human child. Um, which, well, you did. Which doesn't happen, doesn't happen very often. Not so
1: much anymore, right? I was out
0: for a, out for a, a run, and I'm, you know, I, I finished up, and I'm doing that, that cool down walk back home, and, and uh, I see up, a, up the sidewalk ahead of me. There's a, a young mom. With a, a little one, he, he's so small, he shouldn't be walking yet, but he's walking that that size, like just walking. And um, apparently I get closer and and I'm informed that this is his first ever outside walk that they're going on. Oh, my on. goodness. And I'd seen her struggling with this. She was trying to get in front of him and shoot a little bit of video because, I mean, that's what we all do now. Except uh, every time she got in front of him, he'd want to run. And uh, and 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 so that was kind of it was it was just hampered. So she's like, "Will you shoot a little bit of video for us?" Oh. And I'm like, "Absolutely!" And so we do that. And and also of of note was the fact that uh, the first thing he did apparently when she put him down to walk was was step over to the side of the sidewalk and pick up a stick. And nice. so all of his all of his walking was being done. <laughs> There's hope. There's
1: hope in the world. There's hope in the world. Yeah, and
0: she was she was totally cool with her just walking child walking around with a with a sharp dagger like stick in his hand and that was great because i I got home told tasha about it and she she'd seen mama out last fall carrying him on walks
1: Oh, how and, sweet. And
0: so he went inside for the winter and, and came out. He a went walker. inside
1: for the winter. <laughs> and then
0: Iber, he, and hibernated then he came for the back. winter and came out a walker. So uh oh, that's awesome. Ho- hopefully I get to see him uh walk some more as the uh and, and improve his skills as the uh as the spring moves on. So you got a topic for us. What are we officially well, talking I, about?
1: Well I I did, but but now actually because I, I love it, it's more spontaneous discussions as well, is just the, the stick just picking up the stick and that she didn't grab it out of his hand and she didn't tell him to put it down and she didn't say we don't touch sticks or we, I don't know. And 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 that's probably a little fresh in my head because yesterday um, I got up at 3.30 yesterday morning, you know, cause sometimes, you know, that's sure. just what happens. And uh, I didn't do it on purpose in order to do the handout for the Bang Bang Workshop, but I was like, I'm up and this needs to be done. And uh, cause the last handout I was using for the Bang Bang You're Dead was like from 1919 19 something, right? And I'm like, I need to I need to redo this handout if I'm gonna keep doing the workshop, right? And people have been very forgiving, but I was like, no, I gotta do it. And um, I had taken some notes, so I, I just needed to sit down and buckle down and do it. And I don't know. Thinking about the sticks made me think about pool noodles, and made me think about rough and tumble play, and maybe think about all of that. Maybe think about Dan, and that's the springboard that my brain did. And I, you know, I'm 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 guessing that uh, people wouldn't be booking that particular workshop if the power playing conversation had had been completed.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. I just, uh, I mean, the session I do along those lines is my zombie vampire veterinarian mom session. And we did that the other day. And, and, uh, and I've started doing for the online stuff, this uh, pre session kind of survey Mm. of people that are registered just to find out, you know, tell me what you're looking for from the session. Um, because often people, you know, what, what they're looking for isn't necessarily what I've got planned. And, and I just want to make sure we're on the same page as much, but this one more than more than any I've done so far this year was really thoughtful about those things. Like, I don't know a ton about these types of play, the, okay. the weapons and the superhero and the, the risky and the rough and tumble, that kind of stuff. And I want to, or, or those kind of things. Right. And, and, or one was, I have a classroom with 10 boys. Like, that's all I need to say. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) And so I think it's still something, you know, you don't pick up that stick. You're going to point an eye out. Don't chew your toast into a handgun. Don't whack people with pool noodles. It's still stuff we end up saying, saying no to a lot. But I think there, there are a lot of caregivers out there who would rather not be saying no to it, but they don't, they don't have permission not to.
1: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I, I um, and I think to that, I, I guess I do something similar, but a little bit more indirectly. Um, in my workshop information packet, it says, you know, that that you're not allowed to choose the session until you talk to me, right? Because I want to, you know, if I I want to make sure that there isn't any unintentional throwing anybody under the bus, right? Because clearly you know, probably most people realize where we stand on it, right? Let's figure out how to facilitate it. Um, And, and I'm like, you know, I don't want us to, I want it to be a constructive session for the people who are choosing to be there, not get caught in a debate about pro or con. So, you know, I I'm pretty direct in saying if you're anti it, like if you're trying to keep it out of the environment, you do, you don't want to pick that session because that's not, that's not going to be effective. And I remember I remember when I very, very first put it together was in 98, 1998 was when I first premiered the bang session. And I quickly, as you guys know, I mean, you do. And I mean, it's been a minute since we talked, I think about it, but, but right after Columbine, everybody wanted anti-violence workshops and, and, you know, how do we make this not happen again and unfortunately you know they didn't like the answer to to the question you know how do we make this not happen and the answer is let them play yeah, more and more of this kind of play that you're trying to ban exactly more and and it doesn't mean we announce it you know it's not like we announce that today is you know gunplay day but when it happens we don't get overly um you know we're not we're not in a hurry to, to shut it down and i know for most of us there's been a an evolution and a process and we've often shared that you know, I, I I remember I used to tell, you know, them no guns at school, no guns at school. And then I met Dan Hodgins and rest in peace, Dan, and his famous line where he holds up his finger gun and he's like, what are you going to do, chop off their hand? And I was like, oh,
0: shit, yeah. <laughs> what a very valid point, you know? Yeah, yeah, because I mean, that is that is what you would have to do to make that kind of play go away, because it is right. it is so much in in the heads of most children um, and it goes back to a, another thing we talk about on on the show. Oh, it's come up once or twice in eight hundred plus episodes. That mm-hmm. that play is in the child, not the toy. Kids yeah. choose to play things that they've been exposed to, or that they're thinking about, or that they, they 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 have they have some contact with. And we live in a world where there are sticks and lightsabers and weapons and superheroes and ninjas and transformers, and so all of those things. And all the rest are going to show up in the play of children a, a lot of the time because yeah. because if it's in their head, it's going to come out in their play.
1: And and I think how how the workshop has evolved. I mean, through the years, and and that's one of the reasons why occasionally I like to shelve one for a little bit. And you know, like. Put it on the shelf a little bit let's let it ferment a little let's see where it evolves let's see if people need it again like instead of just doing it because i want to have more options for you to choose from and um, I'm, i've been since i've brought it back i brought it back during covid when we all switched to online because i was like oh this has been in retirement for a while and uh, i saw a parallel with covid play right so people were seeing kids pretending they were in the hospital and had covid and somebody was dead and making coffins out of blocks and people like ah and i'm like this still falls under that umbrella and 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 many of our listeners have heard me say this and i'm sure you have too jeff is this that i have found it to be effective it's i think it the, the conversation becomes more effective especially with a naysayer the minute you change lanes And I don't like to sound all buzzwordy, but the minute we get it out of that moral lens, I have found that the conversations are able to continue. You know, once we once we kind of break up with the belief that that because they're smacking each other with pool noodles, they're going to grow up and, you know, beat somebody up. Once we realize that that we just can't make that assumption.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And because you know, there's there's people that are locked in on, oh, if they they play quote unquote violently, they're going to grow up and be violent people. Um, and and there's there's really no credible research that that points to that. No, but we have research that says the opposite. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and and so what what I like to point out is that, you know, we freak out about, about lightsabers and psh, 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 you're dead kind of play. And we worry, oh, they're gonna grow up and stab people and shoot people but when you see you see the child in the dramatic play area put the baby doll in the oven you don't freak the fuck out and worry that they're going to grow up and gas their kid or or they're they're walking along holding the baby by the foot and the baby's head is baby doll's head <laughs> bouncing all over the place you don't think they're going to grow up and, and, and necessarily abuse their children um and i mean they they might they they could uh yeah. but but that's not the cause of it it's not the causation right
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but I don't know. I just, I just a quick, quick springboard there. I I Um, think think it's always a topic that, that is good to visit. Um, Um, and, and I'll, I'll also say that with the play therapy class that I'm taking now too, of course, this, this definitely comes into play. And, um, there have been some, uh, some dialogue with some of the students in the class about whether or not you, um, in a play therapy room, you know, what's the extent of that stuff do you have, you know, and, and some of the therapists have said that when they first started, they did have toy guns in there and they did have handcuffs and they did have stuff like that. And um, sometimes they feel pressure then to get rid of those props. And I would argue probably, and I'm not a therapist, but you know, if you're living in an environment where those are the things that kids are seeing, you know, to not have replicas of what they might need to be processing and acting out, and I say acting out in a good way, not acting yeah. out like it's a behavior thing, but, but, but to not have that. I mean, if, if you've witnessed that kind of violence, like gun violence, you know, for, for me to think that you're gonna be able to work through that with a stick, and I don't know, maybe if the metaphor is strong enough, you might still be able to process that, but I would imagine you might be able to jump more right to the, the issue if your therapist actually has the props that, that look like you know, what you've experienced.
0: But. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, that's that's another thing you, we need to remember is that that kids are constantly putting themselves through play therapy. And, and these, there's these micro doses of of personalized play therapy going on in our environments all of the time when, when we allow it to happen. Kids are I mean, kids use play as a way of working through their shit now nope. um, and it goes so- in. That's to come out, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, oversimplify if, it, but that's that's it. If if, <laughs> if, if uh, over the weekend, um, mom was liquored up yelling at dad because he was at the, uh, I don't was know, watching
1: basketball all weekend. It's fine. It's it's yeah,
0: basketball yeah. time right now. <laughs> yeah, and so and so that that becomes the dramatic play area. If yeah. if if somebody. Um, the, the cops showed up and, and because uncle Bob, uh, had, uh, robbed the, um, quickie mart, store. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah. I mean, that's going to show up in the play or, yeah. or if you spent the weekend watching uh, transformer or Ninja turtle movies, that's going to show up in the play. And so we have to be in a place where we can, we can meet what, what walks in the door, whether we like it or not. Yeah. Um, And
1: I think the the theory connection there is is Maslow, like the the more I think that we can get it out of that moral judgmental lane, you know, and if if, if that means that. So if you tell me like that, your your job is to meet the needs of the children and right now they're showing you that they have this need to kind of process this weekend experience that they had for us to shut that down, you know, and and this can sound kind of harsh, but in essence, we're saying that part of you is not welcome here. Yeah. And and that piece of the message, that's the piece that resonates with me, you know, that that if if we're going to be willing to create space for children, it it needs to not be just the pieces of the children that we're comfortable with. And and I think we get we age into that a little easier, if that makes sense. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm second guessing how I'm saying that, but you know, it, it I think it becomes. Like, less of a no brainer, like it becomes more of a no brainer. <laughs> like, of course, I would make room for this. I don't need to like this, but it wasn't yeah. my experience. And so, for me to put a plug in it because I don't want to have to deal with it, well, then where is it going to get dealt with?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We it, caregivers often shut down play that they find philosophically or aesthetically unpleasing personally. And, um, you know, we're, we're living, well, I, I, I've, I've run across this subcategory of caregiver, Lisa. Um, they are, they are all up online talking about, I mean, you know, with their TikTok videos and, and that bullshit about, about how, oh, everybody needs to be accepting and everybody needs the accepting and everybody, blah, blah, blah. And then they, then, then they are the biggest fucking tyrants that could possibly be in their classrooms, um, which, and, and I mean, of course I'll be canceled for, for so uh but fuck but that.
1: is it is it is it is it a
0: false i mean are you telling something that's not true yeah yeah exactly yeah i don't exactly so. it's, it's 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 totally true that we do that and and so you know we need to be willing to set our personal feelings and opinions about things and 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 let let kids have their thing the other thing i hear about this is oh fucking boys because yeah. a lot of a lot of these things are 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 boy type activities and and because and and, and I, I guess my personal experience is that tends to be true. Plenty of girls that want to sword fight and be rough and tumble and play with sticks as yeah. well. But it does, or or maybe we just shut it down or or find it, it's over. We we have a maybe there's a, a bigger problem with it when it's a boy play. I I just had a I love half baked thoughts.
1: I love podcasting. <laughs> We know, and we I think we've talked about this before, or at least I think I've attempted to to toss this out before, is that as a female-dominated profession, our environments tend to often look more feminine. And and I think to some degree, and I'm making a huge overgeneralization. Well, that's what we do here. (laughs) It's what we do. If I was a, a little boy and I walked into this total girly kind of environment and I see nothing like myself here, I'm gonna have to bring it. Well, yeah, right. So, yeah. so if I don't see a basket of pool noodles, or if I don't see something that allows me to, I don't know. I, I, I hate talking like it's girl play and boy play. I don't, I don't like that. But, but then I'm gonna have to somehow bring into the space either an energy or or a, 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 or materials or something that is more. That, that I'm going to be resonant resonating with um yeah yeah well I mean I, look, I don't think our classrooms and who said that 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 somebody made a comment at one point about that 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 the classrooms treat boys like I don't know it made a comment like 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 broken not broken women that's not what I'm going to say but like like Ugh, I'm losing my thought here. But it was like they're like, oh jump in, Jeff. That's This, this came up
0: on I... a, a an online on an online thing a couple of days ago. There is the a caregiver I was talking to, and she was like, um, I know these boys, because she had a room full of boys, need this kind of play but they've spent all of their early learning life in, in, in woman dominated classrooms, which I mean, that that's, I mean, that's the profession, especially in the like United a lot States. of fine
1: motor stuff, you know, yeah, like, and, you know, a lot of feminine kind of energy in, in the place. And I, I just think that boys yeah. don't necessarily feel included then the minute they
0: walk in the door, although they probably couldn't articulate that. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, I, I don't, I don't get it, but I'm trying to get better at supporting it. And her thing was, you know, if a kid picks up a playground, a a stick on the playground and it's a it's a three year old girl picks up a stick on the playground and it's a magic wand, all the staff thinks, oh, oh, isn't she cute? And if a boy picks up the same age, picks up a stick and it's a machine gun or a laser blaster, then that's something we got to shut down.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like that
0: inconsistency. Yeah. Yeah, and she's she said she was personally trying to, to work beyond that because uh, that's that's where she, she thought she needed to go. And and I I think that's true. We do, and 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 then I mean, if you want to drill down into a more if you happen to be a a brown or black boy, I was who picks I was up a say, stick Mike or meets the rough and tumble, then yeah. then it's more likely you end up being the problem child in the classroom. Yeah. Um and, and if you happen to be big for your age, then it's even worse. Yeah. And yeah. and so a lot of this is I mean, we need to, one, understand that kids want to need to must play with power, which is what all of this is. I have, yeah. I mean, that little guy I started talking about at the beginning, he picked up that stick and he fucking thought he I mean, he couldn't he didn't have <laughs> the language in his little little uh, almost uh, barely one year old head to, to articulate it. But he felt fucking powerful with that. Sure stick. Did. I can I can walk and hold a stick. Look at me. Um but it's it's all And look same. at the
1: power I have if now you're running away from me because I have a stick. Now <laughs> yeah. I have even that much more power. Yeah. And now the adult is running after me. So now I'm I have power over you who's running and
0: you cuz you're chasing me. <laughs> yeah oh, and, and when it comes to that power, I mean my experience and I've I've heard this from others is that when you when you embrace these kinds of power play in your early learning settings you the the um, the behavior problems dissipate because yeah. kids aren't looking for power in other ways they can they can find power by by being a ninja out in the playground and then they don't have to have power by not listening to the teacher when when she wants her to pick up the green beans that just got dropped on the floor yeah and and so you you end up reducing those the, a lot of those points of friction that pop up with some kids when they have an opportunity for for self-directed power play kind of kind of just disappear they evaporate exactly
1: and I remember Dan opening my eyes to that initially too is that where are the actual real organic opportunities for kids to feel powerful in the space so that they don't have to not that we're trying to make that not happen to where they fall and get it's because it's seductive to be spider-man or batman you know but if there were other things then maybe they didn't need to default that wouldn't be the default setting all the time if that's the only, only place that you feel, feel powerful. I, I, I remember the first time I heard Mike Huber talk about it. He said, you know, who are, who are the, who are the three most powerful people in society? And I was like, Ooh. And he said, people who have a gun, a superhero and your mother. And I (laughs) thought that was kind of clever and it's very true. It's very true. Yeah. So how do they, how do they get opportunities to, uh, To have that power. And I think choice comes with that. Choice, choice, choice. If children have choice by virtue of being able to make a choice, I think that there's power embedded in that as well. And then that circles back to Peter Gray and the conditions of play and freely chosen and I can quit when I'm done. So once again, the closer we get to a true play-oriented environment,
0: the better off everybody's going to be. Why do we have to- (laughs) Lisa Murphy. can't- (laughs) can can an early learning program well I mean they can call themselves whatever the fuck they want but can a early learning program be play-based without embracing these kinds of play I don't think so
1: and, I, and I'll tell you well I well okay pause Uh My knee jerk is, my knee jerk is no, but that's because I'm filtering it through my definitions, right? Which are very closely aligned with Peter Gray. So that first condition that, you know, freely chosen, you know, you can quit when you're done. So if, if it's freely chosen, right? So if me and my buddies want to roll around and wrestle or have a pool noodle fight, and then we get to decide, or maybe the adult assists us, right? Is, Mm -hmm. is everybody still okay with this game? You know, Uh, you know, serving as a facilitator to that interaction. But you know, maybe it depends on how they're defining their particular play-based program. But you know, as we've talked about in the past, some people slap the play on it, and uh, you know, because they they sang a song while they were putting them in the timeout chair,
0: <laughs> so it's playful, playful timeout. <laughs> yeah, I, anyway, I, I you wouldn't I mean, have asked if
1: you probably had an answer. So well,
0: no, I I totally agree. I mean, if that if if play is freely chosen, which is one of the conditions of play, and I, I don't. I mean, if you're using a different definition of play, I don't think you're really talking about play. You're talking about some other other thing. Um, you might be able to have like the play-like activity is the phrasing I like right. to use um, without it. But if, if, if kids are truly... Allowed to to choose their play and be the deciders of what's going to be played, you need to embrace these things. Even even if you think even if you think that kind of play looks ugly and you philosophically disagree with it, if you're going to have a truly play based program, you need to learn how to embrace it.
1: And you know i i've I've said her name a thousand times. M- her name is Mardell Sauerborn, and she's with the hashtag Kinderchat group up in Canada. And about eleven years ago, when the first time I was hanging out with them. And uh, I'll never, you know, every now and again, somebody says something that just stays in your head till you die. You know what I'm saying? And what she said is one of those things that have stayed with me since. She said, you know, Lisa, we we are advocates of play and we will die defending it. But what I think we're really proponents of is choice because out of choice comes. And I thought about that and I jumped on that bandwagon and I believe it. I believe it because I think Every what we would identify as play comes out, it's a byproduct of the child having choice. And and that has really kind of not kind of that has guided me because if the choice piece is there, do you really get to a place of play?
0: I would push it a little bit farther from choice to freedom. Um, mm. because a lot of times people people will say that they have they, they have choice because you can choose to. Play in the sensory bin, or you can play in the block area. in the
1: timeout chair. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, those are those are your choices, and and fair so, enough. And so I would push it to freedom, which which kind of I think is a is a broader a okay. broader tarpaulin to, to, to put it under. But you know, it, I, that's it does just, when it
1: because that's, that's
0: that's picking nits.
1: Well, well, it is picking nits, but it's also again how important that verbiage piece is. Is you know my definition of choice is it, it's like inherently meaning you are the
0: one getting to choose, sure. not sure, that, yeah. you know,
1: I'm giving you, you know, this or that yeah. as it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And, so and I mean, I think the, the one, one thing we haven't touched on is the, the learning involved. I mean, there, look, there's oh, all the, all the learning, all the learning happens in this kind of play. I mean, there's the physical stuff. There's the social emotional stuff. There's the understanding how the world works stuff. There's the, the, the understanding the difference between good and evil I was talking to somebody the other day, and she was worried about kids. She didn't like the idea that were kids kids were were choosing to, or were being the bad guy. But but the thing about being the bad Hello, guy. Oh, welcome is, to the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing thing about being the bad guy is there there are bad guys, and one of the ways you you understand people that are different than you is to put yourself in their shoes and and to to take on that persona, and and you become you become a better you you understand good. Yeah. better when you, when you put yourself in the, in the mind of evil, it's, it's, so it's, it, it's all part of the, it, it's the opposite side of the, the good guy coin. And you need to, you need to look at that side of the coin sometimes, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think the, you know, the, 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 the nail in the coffin for me was revisiting Stuart Brown's work and, yeah, and how yeah. we, we do we do pause this kind of play because, and it's good intention, let's be honest, right? People are, sometimes people worry, like if we allow this to happen, something bad is going to happen later. And and if you're not familiar with Dr. Stuart Brown's work, you know, he his research really did. And I don't want to sound like we're glossing over it, but his research actually proved it's the complete opposite. That if children don't have those playful interactions and learn how to read that play face, um, when they don't have that tension Release that this kind of play provides, they are more likely to grow up and actually really do violence. So it is, it is the opposite.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if you're if you're looking at digging into, I mean, his book play is is the the place to start. It's it's long, it's accessible, it's a good book. Um, as we wrap this up, we got a. We got to, uh, we got to, uh, uh, pour out a little bit of tea. I don't know if Dan drank tea, a little bit of tea in remembrance of Dan and the idea that we, uh, we need to stop making moral issues out of developmental issues, which is what really goes on with a lot of this play. And also if you're, you're kind of on the fence and not sure where you are with this topic, um, I'll try to remember to put the link in the, uh, the episode notes, but I'll probably forget if I do forget, reach out to me because I've got a whole resource page put together, um, and my handout
1: sh- too. Yeah. Yeah, I website. share
0: with the session the session i do on this and it's got it's got books and and articles and that kind of stuff so reach out to lisa or i and uh, we can get you resources if you're looking at digging more into this any final thoughts no this has been an episode of the child care bar and grill that we weren't i mean this wasn't the planned episode but it's the episode you got back soon with another one thanks for listening bye-bye bye-bye what do we what do we call that